When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It is Room 104, and as you may know by now, every Wednesday at this time, we do My Worst Gig, where we talk to some of the best Irish comedians about the worst gigs that they have ever endured or experienced. So if you you know if you have a fear of public speaking, you don't want to hear about things going terrible on stage, I don't know, maybe turn off now. Joining me now is somebody who will be appearing at this year's Vodafone Comedy Festival who was shot up, uh, up the, the comedy charts, for want of a better word, Mr. Shane Clifford. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm fine, man. How are you? Good, good. Um, yeah, so I suppose you, you know the crack with, uh, with with this part of the show. Before I ask you maybe about... Some some of the worst gigs that you know we've all had to go through. Yeah. When when was your first gig? Because I know you're not doing comedy that long at all. No, my first gig was only three years ago. Actually, this month it was in uh, it was in Killarney. Okay. Like I'm originally from Tralee. Yeah. And uh, so I did my first gig in Killarney in this tiny little room over a pub to about six people. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. You know, it was absolute. I was absolutely terrible. By the way. And nobody laughed either, but something kind of just made me want to do it again for some... You wanted the pain again, you wanted the yeah, misery yeah, and like suffering, yeah. Masochist, yeah, you just... I mean, I, I, I thought I was good, but I recorded it and I've listened back to it recently oh. and it was absolutely <laughs> atrocious, <laughs> you know? Because when you're uh, starting out, you think you're good, yeah. you think you're way better than you are, and uh, you're terrible. That's the one thing about comedy is you're always terrible, <laughs> mostly even when you're good. <laughs> That's what I've learned. It's a good motto to go by, actually. You're yeah. always terrible. <laughs> and if you accept that faith, then, then maybe there's a hope and there's a chance. But uh, was, it, was there many, when you say there was six people in that, was it a pub you were doing the gig in? Or? Yeah, it was a pub. And I remember, I think it was a bank holiday Sunday, and it was up above, yeah, it was a room up, tiny yeah. little room up above a pub. Yeah, there was like two old people there, two old ladies. I think one of them was generally fell asleep, and the other one was looking at her phone. <laughs> And then there was two American guys, you know, who were just completely confused. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I did my seven or eight minutes or whatever you do. You know, it went okay. I mean, it was bad, but <laughs> so once, you get it, once you get it over with, that's the, the point, you know. Like, uh, people often ask me about the first, you know, oh, I'm writing for my first gig. There's no point. Just go up and <laughs> just get over the pain and get used to it. That's what you have to do. That is not a bad piece of advice. What should I write for my yeah. first one? Just nothing. And then get up Nothing. and do it. Yeah, and then get up there and die. Yeah. And don't bother putting it off. Just get up there. And if it goes well, brilliant. But then the next time, just be prepared. It's, gonna, it's probably going to go terrible. <laughs> Come here. Were you nervous for your first one? Oh, man. Yeah. I, uh, so I knew it was happening, let's say, a week in advance. Yeah, I didn't sleep for the whole week. Oh, really? I went over my seven minutes of material, like with a fine tooth comb, just make sure it was 
you know, what I thought was perfect and got up there and said, yeah, I was so nervous. And when I was up there, you know, you come off the stage just sweating and can't remember a thing that you said yep, yep. up there. The whole thing was a blur. And I've done gigs now in front of hundreds of people that I have not been as nervous as that. No way. That was the, probably the most nervous I've ever been yeah, in my it's, life. It's mad, isn't it? You're just in front yeah. of a room of four, five, six people and that's worse than... Because I always oh, find yeah. a bigger room, even if only like... 10% of the people like you in front of like 500 or 1,000 people you're going to get some laughs but, exactly but yeah, those 6 people of, yeah, yeah if 6 people don't like you then you're you're in trouble you know and you can see all their faces as well yeah. and you can't even <laughs> just pretend as if they're enjoying it they're like nah sorry pal. yeah that's right and when you're not doing well in comedy people hate you the people <laughs> that are watching you know they don't they think this guy what is he doing with his life why is he talking up here I hate him I can't wait till he gets off God, it's very true actually isn't it it's not that they're just they're, they're willing to put up with it but I suppose they've paid money to sit in and have exactly. a good night and you're giving them the opposite and they get so angry over it they get so angry yeah they just um, but the thing is you're, you're trying to make them laugh you know you're trying your best, but it's just not working. And they hate, you know, they hate you. But I've been there before I was doing comedy, watching someone going, this guy is absolutely awful. <laughs> but now I have, yeah. if I see the same guy, I'm like, all right, okay, I understand now. You understand from both sides. Yeah. You understand his pain. You can empathize yeah, exactly. in some way, shape or form. So apart from, you know, that was a, a nice, tough a tough gig to get over six people, randomers in a small little bar mm-hmm. down in, in Trilly. Have there been any other, you know, decent bad ones uh, along the way? Oh, yeah, plenty, yeah. I mean... <laughs> The thing about comedy is that most gigs aren't great, I find. Some of them are, most of them are really okay. Then you have really good ones, which are rare enough. And then you have the absolute terrible ones, which are brilliant. And they're not brilliant when they happen, but, you know, a month or two later when you're telling other comedians, that's when they're they're good. Yeah. They're, they're, they look back at and laugh. But, um, you know, Mick Flannery, he got in touch with me and wanted me to open for him in uh, two gigs in rural Cork. I was only doing comedy about five or six months which is nothing so there was like the first night I did it for him people didn't know there was going to be comedy <laughs> I was crap it was all sort of middle aged rural people the worst were expecting to hear you know lovely beautiful songs about pain and loss and you know life and then I came out talking about you know penises and <laughs> It's an odd one to have a, a comedian open for that kind of act. Uh, I know, yeah, it was so odd. I mean, it was far, me, the only one that was laughing was Mick laughing at me because it was, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing like 30 minutes, and when you've, you're only doing comedy six months. 30 minutes? minutes? Yeah, it was Jesus insane. Jesus Christ, that is insane, yeah. Yeah. So, so hang on, how many people were were at that gig? Like, how much of an audience was so I did was three there? gigs with him. No, I did two gigs with him, and. There was, oh, two or three hundred in each, at each gig. Jesus. He, yeah. he must have been doing this for purely his own enjoyment. Oh, I think so. Because, like, people think Mick is very quiet and, you know, uh, moody and stuff. Yeah. But he, he's got a an evil, wicked side. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you know, and that's what he, I think that's what he wanted. But, yeah, I was up on stage and I told, you know, it wasn't going great. Mm. And then I told what I thought was, like, my best joke. And when I said it, just complete silence. Oh, no. Except for one voice, like, way at the back going, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, that's all I heard. You know, oh, that's no. What, yeah. You know, I, but I actually went back to that place again a year later. With Mick? Um, uh, Mick was there, but, yeah, I wasn't supporting him. It was okay. kind of more of a, yeah, of yeah, a yeah. lineup. But Mick was playing again and again the same thing happened silence for the whole half an hour except for Mick laughing when I came off there it was like a rural 
gig in yeah. Southwest Cork, and uh, I did my thing. It was awful. I was shouting at them, calling them idiots because they weren't <laughs> laughing at my. Oh no. Yeah, Joe, I lost the head. Oh, no. Uh, and these are all, like, you know, middle-aged and upwards. And you just let uh, them have it? Oh, yeah, let them have it, but not in a funny way or a, co- a good way. Just Is it like an, a mental breakdown kind of way on stage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, like, women were coming up to me going, no, don't give up. Oh, they no. Keep going. <laughs> oh, no. And I was staying, actually, in the pub up above it. Yeah, so I had sure. to stay there. It was, oh... Because I, I live in Trillian, I don't drive, so I couldn't go home, so I had to wait till the next day. But um, yeah, that one it was one of my first gigs, because that was just complete silence. One of my first, like, really bad gigs, because that's just complete silence for a whole 30 minutes. But that's people. insane, like, insane. Doing a half an hour, and you're only five or six months in, is just... Oh, yeah, I mean... Insanity. Looking usually, back at it now, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, the, the, the late, great uh, George Carlin, I remember him saying before that, you know his approach or whatever he was was saying come up with a new 15 minutes every year and work on that and polish that yeah, and happy yeah. days but you're just like you know screw that let's just go 30 <laughs> minutes and but like how did you come up with then the th- you obviously knew you were doing 30 minutes before you went and yeah. did those gigs how like were you obviously bricking it for those or how, how was your head oh yeah terrified but you know it's easy to come up with 30 minutes if none of it is good <laughs> <laughs> open the taps funny. and just vomit it out and go let's yeah, see how this cool. goes yeah, well, that's what I had to do, you yeah, know. But yeah. I didn't know I have any real. I mean, I knew because I'm a I'm into comedy, so I, like mm. I know in America, if they're doing, um, you know, it takes them five years to get six minutes or something crazy like that, you know, to put on TV. Yeah, yeah. So I knew that thirty minutes and six months was crazy, but if, you know, if you're being offered to, a chance to do it, I thought, why not? Especially when nobody, you know, knew me or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why not um, turn that opportunity down anyway? Yeah. Yeah, that was twice in the same place. And one woman said to me, because she had seen me there the year before, she said to me, you, were, you know, you weren't, like the first year I was there in that pub, I absolutely died. Yeah. Second year I came back, died again. And the woman said to me, uh, you were better the first time. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. What a bitch. Oh, man. And it was like, uh, I'd stay around there the whole night, so there's uh, people coming up to me saying, you know, don't give up and... A guy came up to me told me that I was wearing a stripy jumper not to wear stripes again because it was distracting. And, and are these people obviously convinced they're doing you a massive favour? Oh, yeah, that's what yeah, that's what it is. One fella said to me, uh, I would have laughed. He goes, I would have laughed more, but I didn't want to be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, he was trying to be nice, but... Uh, the old Irish backhanded compliments. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Keep at us and uh, fat yeah, fetch and God. <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus yeah, so yeah. then I was like, I swore off doing any like rural gigs, especially in Southwest Cork. <laughs> That's your no go uh, area now. You're like, no, <laughs> that is like the Chernobyl to your comedy. Exactly, You're like, I'm not going yeah. back there for at least 5,000 years. Oh, yeah, that's, that, uh, yeah. Um, but I just find like comedy and music never ever go together. Ever, 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 ever. They, they just can't because if you're going to a music gig, you kind of, you, you can get up and get a drink and halfway through you can talk to the person beside you. It doesn't need yeah. focus, concentration and, and to be listening. And when they bang uh, comedy on in a pub at the start of before a music gig, you're just, it's literally sending you out to be slaughtered. Oh, exactly, yeah. If I had known, if I knew that now, I would know that I was going to die. And I wouldn't have any, like, I'd know that was maybe my job is to just go out there and take a bullet. <laughs> like, when you're opening for other comedians, that's what you do, you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. I know that's part of it now. But um, what I envy musicians, they don't know how easy they have it. Like, if they're playing a bad song, nobody, people can just talk and it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Yeah. People still clap at the end, you know? Whereas if you're up there and, like I said, they hate you if you don't haven't said anything funny for three minutes. <laughs> it's a burn, <laughs> burn the place down. Yeah. Um, we'll find out where he lives and let's smash up his entire place. Like, one yeah. of the worst gigs I've ever done was in a, in a pub in the middle of Blanchestown Village and no one had told them that there was a gig on at all. Yeah. And it was a music gig, and I was like hosting slash doing comedy at this music gig where a lot of local bands were coming in, and there would be three or four bands on, they'd play. And I got to the place, and I was like, okay, so where's the room? And they're like, no, 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 it's here. And I'm like, what do you mean yeah. it's here? There's a bar, like a, a square bar in the middle of the room, and they just closed off one of the seating areas, and like, you're going to be up there. And there was football on during the day, and there was lads there in their Liverpool gear, and their United gear, and they just wanted to watch the football. And I was like, hey, everyone. <laughs> and they were just like um, what are you doing here yeah like uh, that's the thing I think people who don't uh, know anything about comedy think that you can just go up there and start talking and people will laugh you know with yeah, no preparation yeah. whatsoever but like it needs to be you need, people need first need to be know, know that they're going to be watching comedy because that first gig that I did with Mick the, uh, the guy the MC introduced me he didn't even tell him I was a comedian or anything oh no so I just came out, <laughs> came out on stage and I had Here's to go Shane yeah I had to go I'm a, I'm a comedian oh, by the way oh no and then nobody they were like looking at me going what are you talking about I was like no yeah no really I am a comedian <laughs> god. I'm going to be talking now for 30 minutes oh my god they really didn't want you to have a good time at all no no but when you're like back when you're first starting out, you think you take all these things kind of like you go to bed for a week after yeah, a bad yeah, gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I kind of know, all right, I'll just, I could have more fun with it, you know. Yeah, power um, for the course. God, they're, they're two pretty, they're pretty, they're pretty raw, those gigs. I can still feel them. Yeah, <laughs> they are. And they were just most. early on. Another gig I had, oh, I had a gig last year in a college in Dublin. And when I arrived, it was pretty much similar to your thing. I arrived and I was, I was like, to do with 30 minutes and when I came there was no stage it was just in the canteen oh, for f- no advertising of the comedy or anything the mics didn't work properly oh, the mic yep. kept going yep. <laughs> the lady who uh, booked me just introduced me and said uh, here's Shane he's a comedian and that was it so, was there no one on before you or anything? Or? No, nothing. Oh. It, was just, uh, it was half six in the afternoon in a canteen in a college. And uh, I went up as 30 minutes. And oh, were, was, were there people there for the gig or were just people no, there no, just there having food? No, there people eating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing in the corner of the canteen. <laughs> not on the stage with a mic that doesn't work. I look like an insane person. <laughs> like you know? Giving some sort of political speech in the corner, kind of just on a soapbox going, hey, yeah, what's going on? like people said afterwards they thought I was just a fella that wandered in and just started talking in the corner because you know they were just there eating and I was trying to tell my jokes and people were just looking at me not laughing whatsoever students and you know students they're going to be smart about it so they were shouting I can't remember exactly what they were shouting but they were being like sarcastic and but I was like I'm here to do 30 minutes I'm going to do them you know, no matter what, I'm look. I'm like a, a rock of a comedian. I'm going to do it, yeah. but I only lasted twenty. I got off. <laughs> after twenty. I was like, all right, no, you win. That's enough, That's yeah. enough for this, okay? Yeah. And when I even that time when I was telling the jokes, the guy who was doing the sound started playing. You know that. Wah, 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 what after. a dickhead! <laughs> yeah. After uh, about halfway through the set. Are you serious? So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was kind of funny. <laughs> So then I asked him at the end, I goes, can, when you do it again after I tell this joke? And he went, no, that's enough. Get off. What a dick. Yeah. That one st- stands out in my mind. Especially because the lady who booked me was there watching and she left after a minute. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and she was gone. 
Oh my god! So you know, yeah, you know, you're in the shit. Then you're kind yeah. of like, okay, maybe I had a fan in the person who booked me, but now she is just no. ran away. Good God! Well, listen, there, there's some, there's some brilliant ones. We won't obviously just talk about all the horrific ones because I don't want you to go back to bed for a week and, <laughs> and not get out. But um, obviously, um, things have been going great the last couple of years because you're doing the Vodafone Comedy Festival. I know you're yeah. on the Saturday, the 27th, and the Sunday, the 28th. Favorite gig that you've done so far? My favorite gig that I've done. I did a gig in Waterford about two weeks ago. I did an hour in uh, Central Arts in Waterford. That was great fun. It was probably the best gig yeah. I've ever done. There was only about maybe, I don't know, 40 people there, but everyone was on board. There was even, you know, older people there who were laughing and, you know, because sometimes I find with older people, they just, I don't know, I can't relate to them or something. But uh, yeah, no, it was brilliant. But like those gigs are rare as just as rare as kind of the terrible gigs most gigs are just okay yeah, yeah, yeah actually at the end of that gig i was like all right i'm gonna leave you with this joke the one in waterford i was like i'm gonna leave you here this joke and some old guy was like i sing it's an old song <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what and he was serious he wanted me to sing a song yeah the country folk love that they they'd love their dancing or they're singing they'd be like yeah. oh, are you gonna do a jig now or anything or what's going on <laughs> But uh, no, that was great fun. Obviously, as well, the first I did this is my third year doing Vodafone Comedy Festival. So the first year that I did that as well was like a special moment. Just because again, I'd only been doing comedy about a year, yeah. And to go out there in front of four hundred people or whatever, and they were they laughed at most of it. I wouldn't like to listen back to it again. But you know, better uh, than the the Mick Flannery silence. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I did a, I, like, I did a big one supporting Alison Spittle in Vicar Street there about maybe two months ago, and that was insane as well, because it was about 800 people, and never seen that many people before, so, <laughs> you know. You're like, oh, but shit. Then, but th- like I said, those are rare, usually it's just, you know, playing in front of 20 people in a pub, you know, who uh, may or may not like you. Keeps you on your toes anyway, keeps yeah. the risk going. Um, so, do you know who you're on with, by the way, on Saturday and Sunday in the Vodafone Comedy Festival? Oh. Man, I know I'm on with on the Sunday with David O'Doherty and Eleanor Tiernan, and I'm on with people from uh, Cherry Comedy in oh, yeah. Wheeland Deadly. on the Saturday night. So that's part of like the free yeah. tent, and on the Sunday night then it's with the OD and Eleanor Tiernan. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be Should great. Be they're 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 two fantastic comedi- uh, comedians yeah. as well, and put on a, a phenomenal show. So um, if you have not got your tickets already and you're listening right now, Shane Clifford will be on Saturday and the Sunday. Check out the Vodafone Comedy Festival. Ie. Anyway, Shane, where can people stalk you on the inter- on the interweb? They can just Google me, <laughs> but I'm on <laughs> Twitter. So it's at Brilliant Shane and Instagram. The same thing. Brilliant, Shane. Shane Clifford, see him at the Vodafone Comedy Festival. That has been his worst couple of gigs. Thanks a million for popping on tonight, man. No problem. Cheers. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.